Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. All right, so guys, I'm so glad you could join me today. Uh, Hi, everybody. This is Kate from This Podcast is Haunted. Obviously, you're not hearing Jen. Uh, Jen is not here. She is graduating, and she is a little too busy for us right now, which is understandable. Everybody, wherever you are, give Jen a round of applause. We're real proud of her. But the show must go on. We missed, we were late one week for you guys, and I tried not to do that twice. So we are here with my good friends, Jess and John. Jess, can you say hello? Hello. John. What's up? There we go. Jess and John uh, are visiting with me. Uh, They live on the other side of the state. They are Detroiters area, Detroit area, where they actually, and this will surprise some of you who know how squeamish I am, uh, (laughs) they are reptile breeders. Their company is Rockabilly Reptiles. They're in town doing a snake show. So we are glad to have them. You can find us on Facebook at Rockabilly Reptiles. Perfect. Jess and John, we are talking about a subject that is near and dear to your heart today. Can you tell us what we're talking about? We are going to discuss Eloise, which is the asylum that is in Westland, Michigan. Westland, Michigan. Yep. And where is that? So it's outside of Detroit. So still the Detroit Metro Metro area, essentially. Although really, as soon as you get past, like, Ann Arbor, you're in the Detroit metro area. Like, it's so sprawling. The whole thing is just Detroit. So (laughs) when people ask me where I live, I don't say Redford. I just say Detroit. Yeah. That's just so much easier. That's what it is. Maybe I get a question, like, you know, you're from Detroit. You ever been shot? Like, (laughs) no, I have not been shot. No, I don't live. Detroit doesn't have humans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's in Westland, technically, which is outside of Detroit, but... Lack of better purpose, it's Detroit. And and what is it? So it is a uh, mental institution, asylum. Was. It's was. 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 Okay. Was is important. Yes, was. That is Not a anymore. Critically it's, important detail yes. of the story. It's been closed <laughs> since 1981. So when, when we lost a lot of asylums. Yes. Yep. So Good it's idea. it's been closed for a long time, but it's down to like I think it has five buildings left now of the like 72 that it did oh, previously shit. have. Yeah. It was huge. It was, 72. It literally was big enough to have its own zip code. Like it was its own city. That's how big this place was. It had its own postmaster. Yep. Had, really? Yes. It was huge. Wow. Huge. Wow. All right. So Eloise was a mental institution. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about its history? Eloise was built in 1839 when the Wayne County, which is the whole Detroit, Detroit area, essentially, area. Yep, bought it, bought 160 acres of a farm. So it started as one building, which was called the Black Horse Tavern. It was mm. one building that they bought. So that sounds lovely. That's right. It, it, sounds, like, it sounds like a hipster place that we hang out now, right? and hang yeah. out. Yeah. We got a burger, some, some craft beer, <laughs> yeah. It's actually a cool name. But, okay, so they had that building, and they used it to house... First, it started as a poorhouse. So they used it to house 35 needy people, and then they had a farmer and his wife be the caretakers of those 35 people. Was it a poor house or a poor farm? Did they put the people to work? So it was just used as a poorhouse originally when they bought it, and then later... They made it because it really became its own community. Then they had people doing farm work and things of that nature. But in the beginning, it was just meant as a poorhouse. We recently yeah. did, uh, at the museum, we did a, a really deep dive on some of the local poorhouses in our West Michigan area. Mm-hmm. And we found some really interesting stuff. Poorhouses developed after the Civil War. And they were one of the ways that the country, it, it was one of the first instances of social justice in our country. And it was often used as a way to help 
veterans of the war Mm -hmm. who had what we would call now PTSD, but they Mm -hmm. might call something else, and the widows of those men uh, who didn't have children to support them. So it was really one of the first times we had a social safety net. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately for a lot of these poorhouses, they would eventually turn into something much uglier. Which is exactly what happened with Eloise. And when they made it into a poorhouse, it actually was used basically to send the societal dregs there. So inmates and vagabonds and people who society didn't want to see. Mm -hmm. So when they bought the property, the property, I mean, now it's a thriving city, essentially where it's at. But before that, it was just trees and a lot of land. So they bought it and put people there because out of sight, out of mind. Right. Can't see them there. There's trees blocking it. No one knows that building's there. Yes. So that's why they did it originally. So it starts and, off as this Black Horse Tavern. Correct. Yep. Just the one building where they housed like 35 people that needed a place to go. Yeah. And then it wasn't until 1841 that they had their first official mental patient come to the, the place, which was Biddy yep. Hughes. Yes, ma'am. So she was there in her mid-30s, and she lived there until her death 58 years Do later. we know anything about her, about what her symptoms were? I couldn't or... find much on her personally, okay. um, on what exactly she had wrong with her. And besides what, she had I'm sorry, mental... what year was it that she... 1841. 1841? So mm-hmm. this is actually pre-Civil War. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yep. This place has been long, around a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's long. wonderful. Well, right. Now, Maybe not so much. Historically, it's fascinating. Wonderful, not so much, but yes. It's interesting. (laughs) It doesn't fit the mold of a lot of other uh, poor farms. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's very different. So from there on, they then, after that, 1841, they started housing the mentally ill. And they basically, so they had the Black Horse Tavern, but they had a farm because it was a farmland that they bought. They housed the mentally ill in the top of the barn underneath the pigs. So that's where they started housing them, was on the top floor of this barn, um, where they keep the pigs. Oh. Um, above the pigs? Above the pigs. Okay. Yes. You said below the pigs. I'm like, top. No, I said above. No, she said above. Oh, did she? I, oh, I, you're I, on your fifth beer. Don't worry, man. <laughs> Whatever. I thought she said below the pigs. No, but still above. above the pigs. That doesn't seem... I mean, no. I guess... So that's where they started, and essentially... From um, Stanless Keenan, there's a quote in his book that's called The History of Eloise, where it says that people that lived around reported the chained unfortunates roaring and shrieking in the discord with the squealing pigs beneath. So they chained these people up above in the farmhouse because that's how they treated the mentally ill back then. It must have been so hot. They restrained them. They left them up there. They were screaming, and you could hear the pigs underneath. So, that, And that's what the, the locals described hearing, was all right. these these shackles and screams coming from this barn house because that's how they were housed. This is going to be haunted as fuck. This yep. is going to end up being haunted <laughs> as fuck. You don't start off with pigs and screaming. And I just and got started. We're only in 1841. Oh, my God. This isn't close till 81. 1981, so we've got a ways we to go. We ain't get juicy yet. <laughs> okay. So in 1869, the mentally ill were moved to a new building that they built that was supervised by a farmer's wife. So they were all under the farmhouse. Sorry, in 1891? 1869. Okay, so they lived above yeah. the pigs for like 24 years. Math is not my strong suit. Yeah, because they, so around 1841 was when they used the farm, and then they didn't move them till 1869. So wow. yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that'd be a long time to be above a barn. Wow, and yeah. and you know some of those people would have probably been the same patients. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that were moved to the house if they didn't 
If they survived. Yeah, if they survived the time that they were there, depending on what their illness was at the time and how it was treated. Um, But back then, they didn't really know how to treat mentally ill by that point. So the... And and the what they called mentally ill, right. really just meant somebody who was inconvenient. Yep. Um, Any it could have been an inmate. It could have been you're right. Someone yeah. that didn't actually have a mental illness too. Right. It might yeah. have, it might have been mental retardation too. Yep. yep. Could have, because could, yep, a lot absolutely. of the people were just have a kid and. Yep. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with it. Some of the things that we would consider like Down syndrome. If you had, a, yeah, that stuff back then was an embarrassment to the family. Yeah. And they kept them a secret. Absolutely. And, Cerebral palsy. Like things oh yeah. that yeah. people who are vibrant, you know, meaningful members of our yeah. society we're today. We're definitely more aware of that now. Um, and we're like, not perfect. The, no, 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 no. No, but we're more aware than we were. And the, the language has changed. So the technical term that we have to use at work now to describe someone with an intellectual disability is intellectual disability. Yeah. We don't say mental disability anymore. We don't say retardation. None of that yeah. is used anymore. Um, well, and that's be. only for people who, like in the 90s, they would have right. called it a learning disability. Yes, correct. So now we're calling it an intellectual disability. Mm-hmm. Not too much of a leap there. No. But it's still not describing, you know, people who are in full-blown psychosis. No, it yeah. isn't. We still call those, that's still term so that, mentally yeah. ill, mentally essentially. Ill. Yeah. 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 That, that term yeah. is still in use. But it also could have been women who were mouthy or people who had epilepsy. That was a big, I mean, which of course Schizophrenics. Schizophrenics, absolutely. All subjects near and dear to my personal family tree. They never made you have to provide proof that that person had an illness. It was just this person is doing this. And lot, they go, A lot okay. of cases back then Lock didn't, them up. didn't yeah. have to. Yeah. yeah. So, didn't need a reason. This so is when they built, already. No. So when they built the new building and they moved them there, they still used chains and shackles. That was a common thing. Mm-hmm. And not just That's this asylum, but most, most asylums use shackles and chains and things of, of that nature to mm-hmm. keep them in line. Bondage. Um, it wasn't until... So remember I told you they moved the building in 1869, right? Yes. Not until 1881 did they get rid of the chains. Wow. Yep. And the reason they did is Dr. Bennett, which was the first medical superintendent that came to Eloise, did sorry, away with them. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the first medical person doesn't show up here for, in the Until first 81. 40 years. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's all snake oil sales and salesmen and shit back then, yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, at that point in time, yeah. they thought that they could cure polio with sulfurous water. Yeah, you know, just you like can't. throw <laughs> Throw, leech, you know, throw nope. a bunch of leeches on people. And, yeah, 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 wow. yeah, yeah. It wasn't until 1881 that he banned the chains, and he was the first medical person on site at Eloise. So we go from thir- 1839 to having no actual doctor, just farmers watching these people that they didn't want to deal with in society, to an actual doctor. And that's like a loose term back then. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely <laughs> heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To wow. think of all those people. So I can only imagine the sort of energy that this place has. It's weird energy. I drive past it every day, and every day I look at the buildings that remain, and I'm creeped out just by looking at them. Yeah. You know, there's just a, there's a lot of history there and a lot of bad history, along with some good, because Eloise did do some good things, but also, like most asylums back then, there was a lot of bad to go with them, too. Yeah. So the first doctor showed up in the 1880s. Yep, 1881. Dr. Bennett yep. was the first doctor there. And then before then, it was it was called Wayne County Poorhouse. That's, that was his name mm-hmm. until 1894, mm-hmm. when um, it was renamed Eloise after the president of the county board's daughter. So that's how it got its name. It's named after his daughter. What a legacy. Creepy as shit, right? I would not want... If somebody was like, all right, we're going to call this 
fucking insane asylum. She was fired. She had no say in it. I don't don't like it for that either. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Kind of ruins the name Eloise. Like, thanks, Dad. Think of Eloise at the Plaza. That's a kids book. Just like mentally, mentally. Anytime I hear Eloise, I don't like that. That's my legacy. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. (laughs) Son of a bitch. How dare you? She probably didn't realize what legacy she had until she was like fourteen. Probably sixteen. Named it when she was five. Her sixteenth birthday was probably out there. Probably had all the probably forced all the people to come out. Happy oh. birthday to her, the cake or some shit. Oh my god, this is so dark. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, and I'm not, we're just getting started. We're not even like halfway through. Just scratching the surface of them. <laughs> everything. So that was in 1894. It was renamed <laughs> Eloise. Later they would rename it Wayne County General Hospital. No one calls it that. Everyone still calls it Eloise. They tried to rename it. Didn't matter, Eloise stuck. Yeah. So that's how everyone refers to it. They will never call it Wayne County General Hospital. Well. So. Manhole covers on the property did read Eloise, so... Well, yeah, there's a lot of things that read Eloise. So, on 1903, there was a sharp increase in tuberculosis. Yes. A lot of it. Across the country. Yes. So, they finally separated tuberculosis patients from the other patients at Eloise and gave them their own, like, general hospital wing to put them in. So, what they did is they made a canvas hospital for them. So one side for men, one side for women, that's where they house them. Uh, when you say canvas hospital, do you mean like tents? tents. Yep. Yes. Tents. Wow. They didn't have an actual building when this happened. They started with tents. Okay. When one. the number kept increasing, because it didn't go down, it kept increasing. Because well, a lot of times the people who had TV, they came to Eloise by the time where their families or they couldn't actually mm-hmm. afford treatments anymore or they were at the ends of yeah. TB where they were going to pass away. Right. So that's when they were given there. So what can you yeah. do then? There's really no recovery. You know they're going to die there. Right. So um, when they kept increasing, they finally made a, a sanitarium for them. So they sent for them. So they had their own building. Mm-hmm. And then they moved them all in there. Well, but until the, then, they had tents. Not to segue too much from that too, but... Mayberry State Park was also the home to Mayberry Sanitarium. So a lot of people don't know that that state park actually had a TB sanitarium on that property as well. Where's Mayberry State Park? Like Seven Mile Road and Back Road. So Novi would so be the Novi, Novi, Novi area. Yeah. Still Metro Detroit. Okay. I mean, Metro Detroit just like had a big outreach. Yes, it does. Very sprawly. They made their own wing for the TB patients because mm-hmm. the, it was increasing so much that they didn't have room for all of it. And you don't want to risk the patients that don't have it, so they had to make it separate. It was by the 1930s that Eloise's population just started rapidly growing. Was that related to the Great Depression? Yes, it was. Yep. Do you know if there was a fee to go to Eloise? Would your family have to pay to put you in there? or It's essentially when you had no funds, this is where you went. Okay. When there was no funds left or no one wanted to claim you or help you, this is where you ended up. So it still had some of its... Poor farm, poor house roots. Yes. Exactly. It was, and it was. It's it's funded by the government. So at this point, the the city was helping house these people and sure. get them out of the way of whatever they decided they wanted them out of the way of. And at least they weren't on the streets. They weren't on the streets. That yeah. was the big thing. They the one on the good streets. thing. The one good yeah. thing. Yeah. So it was by 1932 they finally built like a barracks to house unemployed men. So now we're out of just hospital. And now we're into people who didn't have jobs. Yeah. Um. And then by 1934. The populate the inmate population that they were getting averaged more than eighty three hundred. I'm sorry, eighty three hundred people with mental illness. Well, inmates, inmates. Oh, okay. So we were using it as a jail, also. Mm-hmm. Inmates went there too when they weren't in jail anymore. Inmates oh. went there to you know. It's probably a be combination of society, I guess. So it's like a halfway. The house. criminal insane. 
and probably it became a lot of things in one go this is a lot a jambalaya of bad moves yeah so of those that 8300 50 percent mentally ill of the inmates that came there which is still about that today Um, a lot of our jail and prison population suffer from really deep mental illness so the amount of employees they had to help with this number was 2000 employees I'm sorry, what? They outnumbered everybody four to one? 2,000 employees. That is so unsafe. Yeah. Yep. Were there, I mean, there must have been, there must have been violence. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't even gotten into how the patients were treated yet. Okay. But there was a lot to that, too, that they were not treated well at all, and they were very bored because they had nothing to do. But by this point in time, they had all those employees, they had 8,300 inmates and that's not even counting just people that came that weren't inmates like the ones with tb and things of that nature but now it grew into its own city where it has like 72 buildings so they have buildings like they bakery, had a fire department a bakery they had a bakery police department police department they, they had, had a powerhouse a bu- they had a butcher mm-hmm. they had a oh and going to the description of the powerhouse because how do they heat all the buildings Oh, you know that fact. You go ahead and say it. No, you're saying, no, this is because, allegedly, I was down in there. Okay. But the powerhouse... You cannot confirm nor deny that you have been <laughs> illegally inside this, this is uh, building. Right. But the power, the tunnel, the original purpose of the tunnels that ran underneath Eloise and all the, the buildings were... To move coal. Not even to move coal. It was to heat all the buildings with the steam. Powerhouses. So the powerhouse would send steam <gasps> yeah, through all the buildings. Through the and tunnels. That's, and that's how they, ha- they were heating all the buildings. That is really interesting. Yeah, isn't it? I didn't know that. He found that earlier today. So they had a powerhouse. They had a cannery. They had, like you said, a bakery and a fruit cellar. They must have had farms on site. They oh, had yeah. farms on site. They had sewage disposal. Had they t- had their own morgue. They had a tobacco farm. Mm-hmm. Right. They had a laundry yeah. facility. They had a library. They Useful. had Then they had yeah. low-rent employee <laughs> lodging. So like 20% of the employees lived at Eloise, nope. why the rest did not. Bad idea. Don't do mm-hmm. that. They had also, a greenhouse. No matter how low rent it is, don't live for don't live where the company tells you. Nope. <laughs> they had a greenhouse. They had a uh, post office, dairy, and, and it literally farm. had its own zip code. Yeah. Do you happen yes. to know what the zip code was? I don't. Do you know the zip code? You know what? Keep going on. I bet I can find it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then it had three cemeteries of its own. Three cemeteries. Three, yep. three actually doesn't seem like enough, considering. Were these ones, <laughs> so many people were there. Were these legit cemeteries or were these the afterthought cemeteries? Um, it doesn't say. It just says it has three cemeteries. Does it so, say anything about a crematorium? They So they have a morgue and okay. they didn't have a crematorium. Okay. Um, at any time that I could see in the history, did they have one? So it was burying anyone who right. died there. So and I have more facts about that too. Essentially... The, so back in, I think it was 2016, mm-hmm. they unearthed one of the cemeteries because they're trying to sell the land because there's a lot of land to sell. That's um, a bad idea. Nobody should buy that land. Oh, it's been bought. <laughs> and it's from a developer who bought it. So I don't know what will happen to it, but it's been bought. Oh but they discovered this one graveyard. I hope they put a carnival on the land. I would go to that I carnival. I kind of like hope that, I would like, totally go to that carnival I, by hand here. I super hope when like before like the developers bought it, it was only a million dollars. I was hoping some like haunted house person would step up and just buy yeah. the property. I'm sure the people at least at Eastern Penn must have looked at it. They had to have. Eastern I mean, State why Penitentiary. Wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's. I mean, it's slam dunk. But a million dollars to go to like the most haunted place probably in Michigan. Would you say that that's an accurate statement? This is the most haunted place in Michigan? That is definitely what it, anyone in Detroit would probably tell you. It, it definitely like lists as top five places here. Like than, I said, know. if you live in Detroit, you know about Eloise. Is it terrible that I've never Googled top five most haunted places in Michigan? Yes. <laughs> here I am scratching around right. information about Liberace. What the fuck? <laughs> Liberace's ghost. 
I want to hear some piano music. We no, we covered it already. We he yeah, does. He did. plays it. <laughs> yeah. Where at Vegas? I bet, I bet they sell sell like shows to it. You know, that would be cool. People just like sitting at like an empty theater and just waiting for like a note. To Fucking Vegas. Yeah. yeah. A million dollar show. Like, just hear like a C. I would go. He'd lose yeah, shit. I would too. So yeah, so the cemetery they unearthed back in like 2016, so only a couple years ago, that they finally discovered another what, cemetery. One of them. One of them, right, of the three. So they're yeah. all numbers. There's no names on the gravestones because no one knew their names. So yeah, because they're again people that didn't have family or Sorry, didn't want them. They didn't. They didn't even bother burying. The they don't even have medical names. records. They have very vague medical records. These people were forgotten about. They were like people that you know. It just was numbers. Just the number. For the number of how many are buried. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, now, the last, um, so they had a funeral home. The ones that they know about. That they know about. So 1937, they finally made a funeral home and had someone run that to go to help Listen the bodies. the funeral bodies. home, by the way, too, because I found that really. I can't remember the name. It kind of sounded like a Rob Zombie film, the person that was, like, kind of contracted to do it. I can't remember the name of it. It was Dr. Diggs. I want to say it was, like, something Diggs funeral home. Yeah. That's yeah. a horrible And it sounds like a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, So between 1910... In 1948, there was 7,100 people buried at Eloise. Wow. Well, of course, there was a bunch of TB runs through there. Yep. We had a polio epidemic in that point in time. Yep. 1910 to 1948, the Great Depression would have killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I wonder if they buried any soldiers. Um, People who had, like, mustard gas poisoning. They might have. I mean, because that's only what we know from that, from 1910 to 1948. But you figure, But you got to remember, it didn't close until 1981. A lot of the screwed up part was... A lot of these unmarked graves weren't discovered till they started developing other parts of the property. That's how they discovered this cemetery. So they just didn't even keep track of where they buried people. Nope. They were they like, were, I don't know, fuck they out. were literally like literally the cemetery was covered in grass and you could not see the headstones. Like it was them going through to try to figure out how what to make of the land to sell it for them to even discover it. So now selling it that portion where it's at is going to be hard because they have to figure out what the hell to do with these 7,100 people that are buried here that have no medical records, no way for them to know if there's ancestry or families they can talk to because there's no records. And if they were were embalming people, it would have been like a loose embalm. I don't even even like... Yeah. Not to quote me on nothing, but you know... I wouldn't be surprised like a pet cemetery situation where they're like, you know, they didn't move, move the number of blocks, but I'm, you know... Yeah. It's been known to happen. Cost effective. Just leave the, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, people might be golfing on that golf course that's behind there or something. And be not even a hand reaches up. And that little green you're putting on. Yeah. Like, there could be thousands of people underneath your feet. Yeah, what's keeping it green, man? Think yeah. about it. So, after 1948, you know, people obviously still died because mm-hmm. they had TV patients and all kinds of stuff. So, after 1948, the unclaimed bodies were sent to Wayne State University Medical School. Medical College. Wow. So, they, so were they could be carved out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I bet you it was a kickback, too, mm-hmm. so oh, they could monetize. Sure. That was one of my... They were doing that before that, too. Though. Oh, yeah. People who we've had to monetize on the mentally ill for a very long time. Yes, we have. For example, if, uh, very famous, you guys are familiar with uh, the film Sweeney Todd. Yep. So Not me. You've never seen Sweeney Todd? No. All right. Well, that's He's fine. About I like Johnny Depp movies, but that one was kind of just like... Uh, Possibly his best. I don't know. Well, let me get to the point. In, in Sweeney Todd, at one point in time, um, one of the characters gets locked into an insane asylum. Okay. And they go... Th- uh, there, there's a plot point of a character going in to buy the hair of the mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And that was a very common practice. Now, that movie's set in Britain, of course, yep. but that was a thing in America, Well, did too. they buy that for, like, extensions? For making, yep, uh, okay. wigs for people. Okay. But also in the Victorian era, 
having hair art and hair jewelry was very, very commonly practiced. So for the most part, it would be your family. So like, Jess, if I was your mother and I was brushing your hair. No, goddamn no. (laughs) Fuck no! Yep. God damn it! We no. have a really want my hair when I when I go into no. a mental no. facility. Nope. Are you sure? Nope. nope. <laughs> we nope. have we have a really great example. Nope. Uh, basically, because your parents, most people wouldn't have been able to afford a portrait being made, yeah. and photographs were very expensive. If not, well, that right. that makes more sense now for yeah. some sentimental like remembrance. So yeah. your mom would brush your hair and keep it, yeah. and then she would do arts and crafts with it. Jesus Christ! But if you, it also they beat like they like beat like the fucking teeth on it and shit too. So like it's like. <laughs> You kind of look like, um, I don't know if like a lot of people like might in your audience might not know, but there's a movie called Rodhead Rex. To where, I, mean, I don't even oh, know what that is. It's a really fucked up movie. I don't even say Roadhead Rex. Rawhead Rex. That's worse. But like, I remember like this dude had a fucking necklace, man, like fucking ears and shit. And it's like, uh, fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me up as a little kid. I'll bet. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, I'm picturing like teeth and like your mom's fucking, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a very common thing. It's like a hand-me-down, like, yeah. you know. Well, if your mom wasn't good at arts and crafts, but she still she still wanted to have this, you know, it was a very trendy, stylish thing to your have. Your mom sucked at construction paper, so here's some fucking like teeth and a fucking like thing made out of hair. <laughs> your mom sucks at Plaster of Paris. Yeah. Here's yep. a ring made out of your dad's pubes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. No. Nope, that... Uh-uh. Your mom was really good at paper mache, though, so here's your there. dance. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Let's reel it back in. I'm sorry. Arts and crafts is really I'm fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. Nothing. I regret nothing. <laughs> I'm going straight to hell. Where were... We? Okay, so yeah, so people would... Yeah. To, to make... To cut the costs <laughs> of insane asylums, Whatever. they would hack the inmates' hair. Right with no ability to get consent from these people and they would sell it to wig makers and people who were going to do hair art and there was other things you could do with it too oh. uh, you, you do I want to know uh, like the big hairstyles of the gilded age yes. uh, you might call it like a Gibson girl haircut yeah sure okay <laughs> <laughs> big poofy nest with a little bun on top so that yeah. Gibson girl haircut like they would look, put fake no. hair to yeah. poof their hair up yeah, yeah. so it's a real deal <laughs> crazy things crazy places things. yes <laughs> glad we don't live in that time no more yeah because right. that sounds like disgusting yeah mm. you know and like here I just like you know like a lot of people like talk about all the shit like you know all these girls lying about who they are and stuff and you go back then like the whole fucking shit falls off I'm like oh god it's like dead people's hair god damn <laughs> so much worse uh, it's not even extension it's just fucking like real hair <laughs> Creepy. Sorry. Yeah, it's creepy. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, back to this thing. <laughs> By 1950, it was considered the best hospital in the nation. Look at that. Now, Eloise is striving for some shit. Yeah. Best not, hospital really. in the nation. Yeah, by 1950 standards. Uh-huh. Yeah, but at the same time, man, they're <laughs> making medical advances. Figures. They're going down the road. What sort of medical advances were they making? So, well, patient that, treatment things... Go. We'll start with the bad of the patient treatment. Wait, maybe start with the good. Yeah, do the good. All right, we'll start with the good. Yeah. We're leaving with the bad the whole time. Let me skip the bad and find my good things. Okay, so by the 50s, patients were benefiting from things like insulin and electric shock therapy. Well, insulin, that's good. Not that I like electric Well, and they really thought that it would have a long-term lasting effect to help people. So in in term nowadays, absolutely not. But 50s, yes, that was a big step for them. So and in their mind, beneficial to the patients. In their mind. So then they also did psychotherapy and OP, (laughs) so physical therapy and occupational therapy and recreational therapy. So um, occupational therapy included like farming. Sewing, 
working in the laundry room or doing maintenance. Yeah. And then their like recreational included classes in handiwork and music therapy was another See. one that they did. Music. Oh, wow. There yeah, you that's, go. Music. That's yeah. actually yeah. fairly progressive. So trying to like get them to be occupational therapy is still really important. Trying to get them normaled out. It's a yeah. good thing to have. Well, and that's what you part of your job. That is is get job. these op- occupational yeah. things to get them like well adjusted to go back to society and have a purpose in society and they're proud to do what they yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't that, know yeah. if we talked about this, but Jess is a social worker. I am. Sorry yes. guys, we did we not talk about that. about that. And I work with intellectual disabilities. Yeah, so, yeah so like some in mental in illness, but mostly so nineteen fifties. They were trying to do the kind of the same stuff. Well, yeah. and what they did too is for the they, most part. So they had a, a coffee shop and they let them run the coffee shop. And in their minds, it was, and it's a mindset that I have at work as well. You teach them how to do it, so when they leave that place, they know what to, how to work or how to do what they want to do when they're in society. So they kind of, in the fifties, we had that mentality where, like, well, this will help them recover or they and help leave, them be ready to leave. Or they leave with a purpose, so right, they're, you know, they're well adjusted. They can do something to contribute. And well, and, and it's it's important to the human psyche. We live in a society. Okay. And in our society, we work together. Yes. So when you deny people the opportunity to work in, in a way that is meaningful and beneficial to them, oh, for you're sure. really denying something that's key to humanity. Absolutely. You're taking people's dignity away, too, mm-hmm. at yep. some point, too. Yes. So, yeah. Never right. believe anybody who says that people just don't want to work. No. They just don't want to work in jobs that are that, disrespected. That is well, the cornerstone of my job. My job is, I'm a social worker, but I do specifically employment. What yeah. I, what I so, would learn about the, like, the mentally disabled and people like that are looked down upon is I would say like a good 90% of them want to work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say a lot of the people that sit at home and bitch about like, you know, and that are completely capable and like, you know, I, I've seen people like at your work and stuff that like really can't do a whole lot, but they want to do something. Right. And, I tell and these you right are the now, most, they're, they're the most driven people, but there's people that are completely capable of doing stuff that mm-hmm. maybe don't want to do anything. I'm going to challenge that idea. I'm not saying all of them. I'm no, just, no, I'm but I'm, I'm just saying like the, there, there's a majority that. And, and for sure, we are not, we're not fighting here. I, I know that there are people who are trying to game the system yeah. for sure. Yeah. But ever, and and this is a political standpoint of mine. Every time we try to weed those people out, well, we I, end up hurting the people who we're not trying to. Exactly. Hurt, right? I'm, I'm not trying to generalize because like I'm both, you know, both yeah, sides. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying like I've I've met both sides. I have friends yeah. that are completely capable and they don't want to do nothing. But I see, like, you know, people... You should cut those friends out. Those sound like shitty fucking friends. (laughs) I was... Like, I was friends with these people. I'm not friends with them. But, like, then I see, like, you know, people through her work or, you know... Yeah. I've had... Before I met her, I had people that I was experienced with, like, with that are physically, mentally disabled that do want to do stuff and be cut... And, like, and they're the people that want it the most. Yeah. So, back to Eloise. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Connected but not connected. So, we were talking about things they were doing for the patients. We talked about the coffee shop and having them learn how to make coffee. Talk about good things. We're going down a bad road again. Yeah, we are going to get there. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) So, by 1960, the goal was to no longer provide long-term care but return them to society good idea as soon as possible that's fabulous so by 1960 they were kept less than 90 days most of them 1964 one in 10 became permanent residents instead of all of them becoming permanent residents okay so um compared to the 50 percent previous essentially that's improving that so so those were all good things now we're talking about the bad things were they still maintaining that same level of population by that point, yes, wow. they were still a lot of people coming in and out of that. So I'm building. assuming there's probably way more of them. And that's actually what caused some of their financial problems. And that's problems. probably where they're trying to like 
rotate them out because there was so many more people coming in. Right. So they're trying to like not have so many permanent residents and kind of rotate them. Well, out. that but that also caused some other financial issues. Without mm-hmm. permanent residents, the city was no longer funding as much because he didn't have to because they were getting all those people to leave Eloise. Right. So it, it some of that financial troubles came into play around that time when they started having people leave the facility. Right. So good things and bad things for that. But so now the patient treatment. <laughs> was not so good but that again across the board during that time frame for any any mental institution really right there were reports of beatings of the individuals that were there employee theft happened there was a lot of mismanagement during the time frame unsanitary conditions they didn't mm-hmm. clean anything they didn't really let them bathe themselves oh. um, lots of overcrowding yeah. an example of that is they had 3,800 mental patients 300 with TB how many beds That's important were crammed in two quarters designed for 2,500 people. And as many as 125 women would have to share five toilets because they did not have enough. Oh. And a lot of people who came there came with their mattress because they didn't have mattresses for them. How, how the fuck do you come with a mattress? Do like when the they, family, if the family knows that you're dying or they're getting ready, they just say, "Here you go." Well, I mean, the TV people, like like the people that they, because like I. Well, I'm you sure know. not everyone came with one, but people who so could like were the, told like, to bring one so because like, they don't have beds. Not enough. Okay, wow. so like what I'm saying is like the, you know like the people that you know um, what do you call those people? Um, I don't know what people you're talking about. The people that like are like the people that would ride out and come get you and take you to the hospital. Sure, the butterfly catchers. Oh, uh, not butterfly. There's a, there's a name for that. Um, well, that's ambulance. No. I mean, it, they were kind of like it's that, not like the yeah. tip of my tongue off. The men like, in the white coats with the yeah, some, but you know, well, nets. yeah, but when they come, <laughs> you know, like and they come get you from the house and stuff. Well, they just grab your mattress and take it with you. I they I mean might they have. might have yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so. I don't know but that that was in the facts too that some people brought their mattresses and they they asked them to if they had them because they didn't have enough beds for people that is shocking yeah but then there's boredom because there's nothing to do they sit and stare at walls you know a lot of them were chained and detained that way well and boredom makes you more insane yeah absolutely it does when you have nothing to do but stare at a wall can you guess how many patients you think they saw daily give me a number. When you say, okay, who's the they? Like an average doctor? El- what people at Eloise have treated how many daily? A thousand. Ten thousand. <laughs> the number is ten thousand patients daily for as many as ten thousand. Yeah. Some that stay, some that leave. I just, I can't. I can't. It's an insane number, right? Every number I've given you is an insanely high number of anything we're talking about with Eloise. It's, it's ridiculous and crazy. But yeah, so they, they were bored because they had nothing to do. Then eventually they started giving out like passes for them to go out on the weekend or have an outing. So they started granting them outings like on weekends or one day a week. And one of the stories I found when I was researching was of someone who was so excited he got to actually leave Eloise and not stare at a wall that he stole a car to preemptively leave Eloise. <laughs> and there was a huge car chase. The police were after him because he stole his car and just went off. I'm sure he probably didn't actually get his day out at that point, <laughs> unfortunately, but because they did eventually catch him and bring him back to Eloise. But he was so excited to actually leave because there was literally nothing to do. And, and it's crazy because this place has 72 buildings. You didn't think to have something for them to do? Yeah, you had like no fucking tennis courts, no, no. Nothing, nothing. So he was so excited he stole a car. <laughs> I probably what was would it? too. What, was, be what was the year say. behind that? The year? Because we were talking about this earlier. What was the year behind that? I don't have a year. I, I really, I thought you said like 1964 when you originally were doing research. So my whole thought behind this one was Halloween didn't come out until 1979. 
Oh, now I'm kind of have a feeling that John Carpenter might have seen this in a headline Everybody. and actually tore. It might be cool, like I mean, not cool, but at the same time, the cool to know that John Carpenter pulled something from from real life from Eloise yeah. and put it in a movie. You heard it here first, folks. So I wonder this if like an if anybody knows, dude, Halloween. like come on and hit those, us up. Um, news articles because weren't there other stories like that one I just said? So there is a Facebook page for Eloise that they actually post a lot of um, newspaper clippings from back then and certain stories of Eloise and... Okay. What's that Facebook page called? Eloise Mental Hospital Michigan is the Facebook page. Shout out. Yep. And they have a Detroit Par- Paranormal Expeditions page, too. Mm-hmm. But they have, like, a lot of, like, old photos and newspaper clippings from there. So another and some thing of them are kind of creepy. It's kind of cool, actually, if you want to take time to look through it. Yeah, it's it's got look. some really cool, like, newspaper clippings. And we'll share that article in the discussion group. So another thing um, that they had there that... I guess back then was viewed as a good practice. Now we're like, this is horrifying. Um, they were the first to perform lobotomies. Ah. Yes. And they were, well, they were the largest asylum in the country as well, obviously. I mean, it had its own zip code. So um, I, I, I Google it. I still can't find it. So I wish I would have known what the actual zip code was to yeah. the property. Yeah. It would have been really I'm sure it's a 481 something number because it That's falls in around there. Yeah. Right. So with the lobotomies, chilling part of this. So John spoke about the tunnels earlier that are under Eloise. That they connected all the buildings. They're um, still probably there. Some they, well, they, some they, they were still collapsed there. by now, but well, some collapsed, some were sealed up. Yeah. So what they did for the lobotomies is they would they were carried out in the tunnels. So they would take the people in the tunnels and do the lobotomies down there, and then bring them back up. It's a fairly quick procedure lobotomy. I know. Um, so they just need two pokes and a hammer. Yeah. And apparently they said after after. Eloise had closed. They found vials containing bits of brain from, oh, the, from the lobotomies in these tunnels under Eloise. Safety first, everybody. So uh, please tell me it's not haunted because I beg to differ There's no point. fucking way this isn't haunted. <laughs> this is aggressively fucking haunted. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yep. And even like with inmates who were told, like we got passes to leave, like the one that we talked about that sold the car, most of them were arrested and fined for petty things or something. Yep. Or yeah. they just simply yeah. disappeared. So there it is. There's after like, they were released. Sorry. It's okay. So go back to that. We were talking about the, like the fucking dude that ran the funeral home that like buried most of like the shit. Yeah. So yeah, do, on that page right now, yes, the Undertaker's last name was really Diggs. Wow. So it did sound like a fucking Rob Zombie movie. It was <laughs> it was the house of Diggs was the fucking funeral home. That's hilarious. And it, like yeah, this article from 19 fucking 38 was Monopoly at, at Eloise. So it's about the dude that was like in charge of yeah. So Charles C. Diggs, Undertaker, state state senator and president candidate for the Detroit Common Council. Fuck, dude. Like so, yeah, he was connected. I guess. So Eloise. Officially- oh wait, wait. Here's a quote from the article. I'm sorry. Oh, no. We hired Diggs because he is cheap. Holy shit. That's a quote. In that is article. a quote from that fucking article. Read that right there in the quotations. Yeah, you're right. It's a quote. Dude, a quote. Jesus Christ. Those people couldn't even like. Oh, they're not gonna spend no money That's- on nobody. He that actually cheap. is, I mean, I was already disturbed by this information, but that makes me really sad. <laughs> yeah, the, the last name was so morbid. You right, know, it was pretty even. Yeah. So 1981 is when Eloise officially closed. Which was very common of a lot of insane asylums yep. around the and country. And it was a victim of money issues was the main reason it closed. The last patient left in 1979. So by 81, they were closed officially. So that is the history of Eloise, which is a very hefty history. No kidding. Very hefty history. Yeah. So... Let's talk about the hauntings then. Yes. What do we know about the sort of hauntings that go on in Eloise? So there has been a lot of stories. There's been a lot of 
rumors about hauntings at Eloise. As you can imagine from the history, there's a lot of bad things that happen there, so it doesn't really surprise me. There's been... There's a lot of EVPs you can look up online. There's a lot of videos of people who've been in Eloise, especially lately. So they just sold it this year to a developer. So when this happened, one of the paranormal groups in Detroit, which I think is just Detroit Paranormal Group, got permission to do tours, which sold out within like three days. It's crazy. Like I said, everyone in Detroit knows Eloise and everyone's been dying to see the inside of Eloise because it's you really just can't go inside it. So they sold out really quick. But so since then, it, there's been a, a spike in people going and seeing things and recording things. So there's pictures of shadowy figures that they say is a ghost that's there. There's EVPs of people talking that are not the people that were doing the investigation. There was a video of, of a record, like a player record that was thrown at them while Holy they were in shit. there. That's aggressive. Yes, very aggressive. So yeah, there's some interesting stories of what happens in Eloise. It's like I said, it's pretty popular in Detroit. They made a movie called Eloise that okay. was filmed at Eloise. That was filmed back in um, 2015, got released, I think, a year or two later. Really? Mm-hmm. Mainly because there's still a lot of medical records in Eloise that they haven't dealt with. And so when they filmed it, I think there was some possible legal reasons that they didn't want them to release it right away so they went through a lot of hoops to make sure they could get it released but yeah. it is released so you can rent it it's just called Eloise okay so um, John and I watched it it's not a bad movie alright but we're also horror buffs so we're very yes. critical of everything <laughs> so take what I say with a grain of salt I am very critical of anything horror related so oh wait, oh wait but you li- you said it was a decent movie I liked it yeah I didn't love it okay but I did like it okay. so I, I would say it's worth watching especially if you're interested in the in the history of Eloise it's just kind of cool because it is about Eloise obviously fictional but still right. so there's some cool things about it so it, I did like it did not love it but I liked it <laughs> we'll take that yes well that is really cool um, did you have any of the EVPs ready for us to listen to I do let me pull it up so I'll show you pictures first, because I have a couple pictures that I found. All right, so there's a couple pictures I'll show you, and I'll make sure you have the website, so if you want to put it up later, you can. Yes, we absolutely um, will. I mean, we've talked before about paranormal things. I, I believe in paranormal things. I'm also a huge skeptic when it comes to evidence of it. Yes. So take these pictures with a grain of salt, yeah. obviously, because I do. I, I think, um, you're, I think you're, you're more open to it. I am very open to it. I am. Because I've had my own experiences that make me open to it, but I'm still skeptical when it comes to evidence. If I'm not there to actually see it, it's going to be hard for me. I've had experiences, but at the same time, like, I'm one of the ones that, like, until I can prove that it wasn't something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, but, you know, like, I've. So, I'm a believer. Show it to me. I believe it. <laughs> so this was taken in one of the, uh, like, a cafeteria area at Eloise. And I'm not going to tell you what's in it. I'm going to see if you can see it. And what they're pointing out in their picture. Oh, uh, there's somebody sitting at the back table. Mm-hmm. There's definitely somebody sitting at that back table. And it's just a shadow. <laughs> it's just a shadow of a person sitting at a, at a cafe, it, like yes. a cafe table What's in the back of a room. Macaroni and cheese? I can't see. <laughs> I think skepticism funny. is very healthy. Jen is our skeptic. So, like, so, like, yeah. so if we ever did something, right? I'd be the dude in the group that you need to take with because, like, everybody would lose their fucking shit. And John would be like, you know, yeah, so. I don't know, man, because, like, it could be. Oh, I've done something here. Remember the bridge? Yeah. Little Mac bridge? I remember the Little Mac bridge. Oh, that's what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. Like, we'll we'll get to that part, but I like Okay, so here's another picture (laughs) that was taken in the kitchen. Ooh. To me, not as believable as the first one. Is is this one of the cardboard box, dude? It kind of looks like a cardboard box. Yeah, this is the one I had a lot of problems with. It looks like a. Where am I looking? So look. So look at the doorway. Do you see, like, there's, like, an outline, like, of, like. I think that pillar is a hot water heater. Yeah. Yeah. 
But do you see the like the, sho- do you see the shoulders, and then you see like the cardboard box? Kind, kind of looks of. like a le- like a like yeah, it sort of looks like, like a Lego it's figure. A, it's a human, it does. But you know? I, or like um, what, what's that band like um, Modest Mouse, but just with bar- boxes. So it's not, instead of the big mouse head, it's just like oh, you got like um, the DJ. Uh, yeah, no, Mo- Modest Mouse, right? Mao is the comic book. Like Modest Mouse is the emo. Like yes, it does. The DJ guys, Dead Mouse. But Dead Mouse. Yeah. So yeah. Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. Okay. But like like a like a cardboard box version, like you know, yeah, suits yeah, and ties, yeah. and he's got a cardboard. Yeah, box. I don't find that very compelling. No, that's not a compelling photo at all. All right, so John, you, as we said before, allegedly may or may not have we can broken into Eloise, nor deny with me and some of my friends. <laughs> so, what did you see? What did you feel? What did you experience? Um, it definitely had that creepy vibe, but at the same time, being young and sixteen and altering your your mind before. Oh, you were stoned. <laughs> Totally something stoned. yeah yeah right a little bit was it was it marijuana or yeah wow mostly so for the sure. for the small amount of time that i focused my life on marijuana it was uh, pretty grand right super yeah. fucking grand <laughs> loved o- it opened your mind makes you like acceptable or more open to stuff but and... it never made me one to really want to wander yeah <laughs> like... you kind of just want to like be sedentary no what we used to hang like when we got together and stuff like every time we did stuff we wanted to like do an activity so we were, we were like radically we were, different people. Yeah, we were we were different kind of stoners, man. We were like want so to do stuff. So you got stoned, like, hey, let's go break into fucking well, Eloise. No, 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 Why no, no. Not? Like what what happened was is when you're around people, most of the time you're like, you want to get stoned, let's let's go to the batting cages. Because we're all baseball kids and stuff. Like let's go to batting cages. Let's go to the go karts. So we, like, you know, older you get and stuff, like you start listening to like different music and this and that. Or you have like some of the kids you hang out are photographers and they're in the, you know. I mean, it's that. I started like I grew up listening to, like corn and shit and like. Now we're listening to Alkaline Trio and all these bands. Oh, like, I love Alkaline yeah, Trio. Yeah, fuck yeah. Clavicle's my favorite oh, yeah. love song. So, yeah, so you start hanging out with these people and like, dude, let's go like do something really fucking cool. Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, when you're high, you're open to suggestion, right? So like, let's go do something really cool. I want to like take some pictures. And, like, yeah, dude, let's go take pictures. Let's go do something cool. All of a sudden, you're like fucking like, hey, we got to like park and we got to walk to this place. I'm like, yeah, where are we going, man? Like, we're, you know. I'm, I'm like right down the street from my old so neighborhood. So whose idea was it to go? It wasn't yours? It was one of your friends? Yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't my idea. Okay. But I'm like, you curious. know, I'm open to it. Like, you know, I used to like yeah. hang out and do shit. So so here we are. We are 16 years old. 17. 17. Yeah. I'm like. We are high. Eh, sort of high. Like, sort you know, of like that sort of like mid buzz. It was like we, we smoked. We maybe had a taco. On the way. Functionally stoned. Yeah. Uh, and now we're going to head into an insane asylum that has been closed for 30 years. Well, 20 years at that point in time. Yeah. Yep. Tell me more. So, yeah. So, nervous as shit, you know, because, like, still trespassing, don't want to go to jail. You're, you know, you're 17, like, you're, there's really not much anybody's going to be able to do to you. So, but you're still freaked out, you know. Uh-huh. You get caught, and then your parents going to find out, and you're in trouble. So, I remember being, like, being with, like, my friends and stuff, like, you know. It's a good idea, you know. But you know, eventually, like, we work our way into one of the buildings. So you're in the building, and like, you, and like I said, if you grow that's up, what I'm curious about. How did you get into the building? Yeah, and tell me. I about don't remember. The, I did it so long ago. Was like, it but a I, window. I think I think we came through a window. Because just to prove this, with the buildings that are remaining at Eloise, there um, are five. There's five remaining. Well, you got to remember when the I was, one that most people want to get into is the K Beard Building, which is one of their it was, it hospital was, buildings. We didn't know. We didn't get in the K Beard Building. Which building were you in? Do you remember? 
because the K-Beer building was the one that they still had a functional daycare, like the building was kept up. And I really think that at that yeah, time- Yeah, there's still they, a playground on Eloise. I think there was still a security. It's like I still, I still think at that time there was probably still security in the booth out in the front. Okay. Like we did try to get like, well, this was like the only one we ended up like, ended up making it into because we tried like doing Northfield twice. Was it the one behind KBR, the powerhouse building? So it wasn't the powerhouse, but I think the bakery. I okay. think we I think we got into Before the, the bakery burned down, yeah. yeah. So I think like because this was like a long time ago. Right. Bakery so, like, didn't burn down until twenty sixteen. Six, so. so you're probably talking like what? That was seventeen, so like God, we're talking fucking years and years ago. Yeah. So I, I believe like we snuck around the back, stuck through a window, got in the bakery. Um so walked around in there. And yeah, there's like, it's a creepy feel because you know, like, when you grew up in Detroit, you know what fucking Eludes was. Yeah. And even in the bakery, you're like, oh my God, there's going to be like fucking ghosts and demons in this place and you're going to die. You know, and you're so, and you're freaked out and your house is like beaten and shit. And so you didn't wa- see anything in the actual bakery? I don't remember seeing anything in there. And then I remember one of the kids finding their way down in one of the tunnels. And we're like, we slipped down the tunnels and fucking around down there for a while. And like I said, like, I know other people were breaking in there. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm a huge skeptic, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when you're high and you're freaked out, like, so you can, you know, I remember, like, being in the tunnels, and the tunnels, like, had, like, a long I know they filled, filled them in, but you could, like, hear them from, like, a long way. So you don't know if there's other kids in there or, like, security people, like, heard you down in there. But so, you're like, hearing voices. But you're hearing voices, like, way yeah. the fuck down there. And, like, my friends were, like, losing their fucking mind. You know what I mean? My, my friends are losing their minds. Like, oh, my God, there's ghosts, man. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Because what if it's like some other kids that broke and they just went farther down the tunnel, right. or just like homeless like, people living there? Oh right, or, many, yeah, you many never reasons know. that aren't ghosts. So like you know, I'm sitting there like ghosts. logically thinking about it, like I don't know, man, like because like I said, like I like I've experienced some shit in different houses and stuff, and people are like that's ghosts. I don't know. I'm open to it, but like that's the thing with me. I guess if I see it, I was raised Catholic. I don't kind of believe in the whole thing, but like I guess that would reassure a lot of stuff. Because if there's, a, if you ever see a ghost. There's an afterlife, dude. Like that proves it. See, you know? I disagree. Sometimes you're just seeing an echo or hearing an echo of energy. I guess so, but I don't know if there's intelligence or something beyond it. But it's proving to you that there's something beyond your um, something beyond this world. Yeah. Right. There's something beyond your to some capacity. Your, um, yeah. Understanding. Not understanding. What's the word like? Um, cognition. Cognition. You know, so like, yeah, you're like, there's something beyond, like, something you understand. You, you can't explain it. Yeah. It's there. Mm-hmm. So like. So, like, you know, it opens up the perspective of an afterlife. Yeah. So, I think that's what, like, a lot of, like, going through my teenage years doing that kind of shit was, like, if I see something, that's proof that there's something. Do you think it would have helped you believe? Probably. Fascinating. But it didn't, because, like, you know, <laughs> dude, I heard some fucked up shit in those tunnels. I, I, I tell you, like, you so know. So, what like, did the tunnels look like? Because I've never, I wish I was brave enough to break into Eloise when I was younger, but I didn't do that. It was fucking so pitch I'm black. Just, did no... you guys have a light? You didn't go with a light? Um... Yeah, and there's two people with flashlights, and most of us had lighters. Okay. There was bottle rocket flashes. Because oh, bottle rockets <laughs> down there. There was bottle rockets <laughs> and Roman candles because what the whole thing turned into as boys are so different from I girls. Know, as everything calmed down, it turned into like a bottle rocket Roman candle fight from one end of the tunnel to but the you other. Didn't candle. experience anything creepy besides just the overall. No, like when we went, feel. initially we went down. Like I, and I said, I couldn't explain. Like our my friends were freaking out. Like they, yeah, the I hear voices. I hear like people like crying and like, like I said, like I'm a skeptic. So like in my head, like yeah, I hear stuff way down there. And it sounds fucked up, but, like, I don't know if there's, like, people down there fucking with it. You know, like... Because you weren't dumb enough to go look. But, yeah, no, like, I kind of wanted to, like, that's why I said when, when the, the ghost tours popped up again. 
Yeah. I really wanted because like the K beer K beer building. That's the one. They is the one I wanted most. to go through because that was the hardest to get into. It's also the closest one to the main road. So yeah, that that that's so a front like facing one. So it's like the one that you will definitely always see. So that's it's a, not yeah. So that's back. one right off Michigan Avenue. It's a big tall. It's really a tall like, and it's kind of an intimidating looking building from the street because yeah. it's like, like I said, it's an old timey building. So like you know, nothing looks like that around the area. And then you see this big, and at the same time, well, the bakery's burnt down in the back and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, like so. To get rid of the bakery buildings. That's awesome. So yeah. it looks all creepy. Yeah, I like said we're gonna go um, by and get some pictures for you. And, later. and another cool yeah. thing too is there's a well out front, yeah, and there's there a big stone well that's still there. Like a wishing well, like it looks. It like kind of well? looks like a wishing well, but it's like a fucking stone well. Okay. I don't know if that actually was functional back in the day. I know, I'm, gonna, uh-huh. I'm gonna make a mental note when we go to look actually down it and see how far it goes down. <laughs> uh, you might not be able to tell. I no. know I might not, but I'm, just, I'm curious. You might have to use auditory things like drop a. Stoner. Yeah. Bakery's burnt down. I think there is another, there's another, I don't know what the building's for, but there's another fucking building that's still kind of decrepit on the other side. I think it's the powerhouse building, one of them. No, it's not the power, the little, like, it's kind of like a farmhouse looking thing. Oh, it's also yeah. right behind okay, the tree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you have the, the Cape Beer building's the only one that's really intact anymore. Yep. Okay. But yeah, no, it's, it's a definitely a creepy vibe down there. I, like I said, with the history to Eloise. It's possible. Yeah. I'm open to it. I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, and again, when, I always take everything with a grain of salt, but there's there was one I listened to earlier that um, they did um, like the ghost box thing, you know, where you do yes. the radio thing. I'm not sure how I feel about those. Me either. So you're on yeah. par with me. The spirit box stuff. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, like EVPs and stuff. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. The ghost box things I don't like because what it is is you know what a spirit box is, right? I do. So you're just flicking through frequencies and frequencies. Yes. So odds are, given enough. Flicked frequencies, odds are you're going to create a sentence at some point. Yeah, yeah. So that's my problem with it. You know what I mean? Because it's it's kind of like think of it as like a fucking like you know you're pulling a thing to a, like a slot machine. Yes. Eventually something's going to sync up. Yep. So that's 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 my thing. So like I don't believe that kind of right. stuff because you're going through so many channels. Like how do you like? Yeah. You have to, get the, and you get the right words that's like it sync up and like oh it's a ghost. Yeah. yeah. They have well, how do you like know? that? But the one I, the other one I watched earlier, they were walking through. I think it was the K Beard Building, and they heard. And you hear it twice in the recording. You can find these on YouTube. Um, someone says, what's this? And then they say it again with more anger because no one answered them the first time. And it's not anyone that was walking through. It just came out of nowhere. According Shut to people up. that were there. It was the first of quiet, what's this? And then it was like, what's this? My friend's band just wrote a song about Eloise Ghosts. But what? at the same time, they finish out their song, which I think is that, I think that's the EVP you're talking about. That, that, oh, is the that, what's this one? I think that's the end of their song that oh. they have that EVP in. So this is the Coffin Cats. Uh, you can find them at www.coffincatsrock. Yeah, they Coffin just Cats, re- baby. They just released this song. It's just called Eloise, right? Eloise right. Ghost. Eloise Ghost. All right, let's play it.
hear that EVP at the end. Yeah. All right, so that was Coffin Cats, K-O-F-F-I-N-K-A-T-S. Thanks for talking to us about Eloise today. Yeah. Jess and John of yeah. Rockabilly Reptiles uh, and Sienna of my heart. <laughs> 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 all right, so uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Let's all wish Jen uh, her best for graduation and finals. All right. All right, so everybody, uh, you can find us on Facebook at, at This Podcast is Haunted. Check us out on the Facebook group. This podcast is Haunted Discussion Group. Twitter, we are Haunted underscore pod. Instagram, we are This Podcast is Haunted. And we are This Podcast is Haunted.podbean.com. And as we say every time, stay, stay spooky, spooky, motherfuckers. motherfuckers. Right on. <laughs>